G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. It's really great to have you here. My name's Lockie and I'm the host of this experience. And really, it's my job to help guide you through the 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow your faith. And today, I have a really interesting conversation with one of our communicators, Chris Potlick. And we talk about the idea that it's actually really easy to call yourself a Christian, but it's really important that we identify ourselves as followers of Jesus imitating and and really replicating the life that Jesus displays for us in the Gospels. So stay tuned for our conversation. We really hope you enjoy it and I'll see you at the end. Well, g'day and welcome uh, to this interview with Chris Podlick. I've never really called it an interview before, but I guess that's kind of what it is. We answer some questions. Um, But Chris led us through Don't Settle for Christian and Be On At Home. And uh, it's great to have you on the podcast. How are you going? Mate, I am doing well. That's good. I'm good weekend. Well. Good uh, good kind of all round. Yeah, it's a long week. It's a long weekend. So I attempted to go hiking um, up uh, up Mount May, which is for those in Queensland, it's like around the Boona region. Yeah, um, yeah it didn't quite happen because we got rain rained out. So decided, um, decided not to. Someone actually got... Had to get uh, medivaced, get choppered off Mount May the day before, and so That's we it. thought, yep. Apparently, like an hour before we got there, they had like choppers and everything coming in. So when we woke up on Saturday morning, it was raining. We thought, ah, uh, we might, we might take a pass. That's unreal. There you go. Um, yeah. I got stitched up with my long weekend because if you know, in Queensland, every kind of region gets a different, uh, yeah. different public holiday. And my uni one was on Friday, but my work one was on Monday. So I, I uh, had to go in. Didn't get a long weekend at all, but that's okay. Next time, maybe I'll get two long weekends. Yeah, you got salted there. I did. Wasn't, wasn't too good, but, you know, life's, a, life's not too bad. So can't complain, that's can right. I? No. Uh, Chris, I love this topic. Um, yeah. It's called Don't Settle for Christian. And it's really about... Um, not settling for the title or the kind of notion of being a Christian, but actually looking at what it looks like to follow Jesus. Um, Cause maybe in our society, maybe when people say, Oh, I'm a Christian, maybe it actually means something different to when someone says, Oh, I follow Jesus. Would you agree there, Chris? Yeah. I think that like the, the term Christian, we can like define it and redefine it. And often you hear, um, Christians say, "Oh, I'm not one of those Christians," and it's like, "Well, what what does that even mean?" Like, you know, or I'm not like, you know, I'm a normal Christian. Um, mm-hmm. And so, to me, even the way we use say things like that says that there's a lot of flex in and flexibility in the definition um, yeah. of what it means to be a Christian. Definitely, I actually stumbled upon some really interesting research from Barna, who are quite a credible source um, doing research within the church and. I mean, around, around topics of the church. And they, they said that in Australia, under 10% of Christians um, or people that call themselves Christians are categorized as resilient Christians. And they've given a definition. I haven't quite got it with me, but it's, it's about people who are willing to kind of stand up for their faith and really go that extra mile. So they reckon 10% of Christians in Australia um, categorize in that, in that next level of like, following Jesus actively in their life, um, wow. which is pretty wild. Um, that, doesn't you know, su- and that doesn't surprise me. It's interesting, it but it yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's right. But I think what's really cool and about this conversation is that 
we don't look at that data and put our hands, you know, in the air and go, Oh, well, that's a shame. We're pretty committed to creating a church um, that follows Jesus. Right. And, mm. and, and at beyond, if you've been with us or this is your first time at beyond, we're really passionate about creating a church that unchurched people would love to engage with. However, we, we like that word engage um, because that doesn't just mean, Oh, I turn up and I call myself a Christian. It's actually, I'm learning the ways of Jesus. And yep. that's what this podcast and really the next few weeks are going to center around. So I'm in for, we're in for a really good one. I'm going to have lots of fun because this is something I'm super passionate about. Chris, I know you are too. Um, so let's get cracking with our four questions from our four Monday. So our four okay. Monday was, um, don't be content to, to call yourself a Christian. However, um, choose to follow Jesus. So question number one, let's just start at a base level. What's the difference between a Christian and a Jesus follower? Yeah, really, there shouldn't be a difference. Um, but we looked at the idea that the, the title Christian actually doesn't come uh, and didn't originate the way that we would kind of use it to associate in a positive sense. Um, really it was used as a derogatory term or a slang term. It actually only appears three times in the new Testament. Um, the historian Luke uh, records it the first time it was, it was used in history or the first time we have record of it being used in history was in the metropolitan city of Antioch, um, which is in modern day Syria. <clears throat> and, um, and it was used because in that culture, everyone had disciples, everyone had uh, followers and, and, but, but Christians were just an odd bunch. And so they wanted a, a different term to be able to refer to the disciples of Jesus. Cause they actually in the first century believed that Christianity was a sect or a cult. Um, often they would call it like the sect of the Nazarene. Cause obviously Jesus was born in, uh, was from Nazareth. And so, um, yeah, so it was really kind of used in this derogatory sort of way. Uh, and it was a derogatory way to refer to disciples or followers of Jesus. It wasn't a label that people kind of wore that said, I'm a Christian. It was a term that um, non-Christians used to kind of slur Jesus followers because they couldn't understand the way they lived their lives because it was just so kind of countercultural to their idol worship. Um, that was really prevalent in the culture back then. So no one's just putting their hand up and saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like, you know, like in our context today, it's completely different where people will identify with Christianity um, because they went to a Christian school or because their family's Christian. However, back then, literally people are avoiding it. Even people who are Christians, they're saying, no, no, I'm not a Christian. (laughs) Well, it's not even that. It's that the term wasn't like around back then, Um, you know, people didn't wear the label. It was more of an active thing. I think we, uh, in our culture, you know, it's, it it was, it's kind of a label almost like I'm an Australian or I'm a Queenslander or, you know, it's kind of this, uh, it's not really a moving label. It's kind of a static label. Whereas in the first century, it was definitely a very, very active thing. Um, like I'm, I'm a follower or I'm a disciple of Jesus. And so this Christian that when it was first introduced, it was, it was used in a, in a, not a static way, but in a moving way, like to refer to, oh, these guys actually follow that crazy Nazarene. They're mental, like they're weird. Um, so when it was first used, but I would say in our modern culture, um, the difference between a Christian and a Jesus follower, I would say that when it comes to the term and the label Christian, you can define it, you can redefine it, you can change it, you can mold it pretty much to the point that you can get away with whatever you want to do. Mm. Um, 
Whereas I think Jesus follower narrows the field so much because it asks the question like, are you following the teachings and the lifestyle and the way of Jesus? And that's pretty clear. Like we, we see that in the, in the Bible, we get to get access and a glimpse into his life and his teaching. So I guess, yeah, it's kind of, it's a lot clearer, isn't it? What I'm hearing you say there that, um, you can't really get away with saying, oh, I follow Jesus if you're not actively pursuing that in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's an uncomfortable conversation to have at times because I think it is a lot easier. And I mean, I'm being guilty of it in my life um, is that it's a lot easier to wear that label. I can just say, oh yeah, no, I'm a Christian. Uh, but if someone say, ah, are you a Jesus follower? Mm. It's like, ah, yeah. Yeah. Look, I think there's probably some areas of my life uh, where I don't want to follow Jesus or it's harder for me or I don't follow Jesus in. Yeah. I think that's such a good question to ask it like a party as well. You know, like, you know, you can ask if you, if you're bold, some people might say, you might ask like, Oh, you're a Christian. But like the follow up question is like, Oh, do you, are you a Jesus follower? It's not saying like, it's not having you dig at them and saying like, Oh, are you really a Christian? But it's just saying like, Hey, what is it? And then the question back is like, what does it look like to follow Jesus? And that's a really good conversation to have um, is when you can sit down or stand up, whatever, wherever you are with a young person or whoever you're with to say, what does it actually look like to follow Jesus? Or, or are we following Jesus? Well, where are we not? Where could we do better? Um, so yeah, I really, really like that distinction because going into question two, um, what is it, what does it actually look like to, to follow Jesus? Um, yeah. what are the, what is the evidence of someone following Jesus or, or what does it feel like or look like things like that? Yeah. I'd say the simple answer is it's someone who attempts to, uh, adopt the, the habits and the lifestyle of Jesus. Um, and it's interesting because I think we do this a lot in culture when it comes to, uh, other people, you know, I, I know a lot of people I talk to, depending on the industry they're in, often there's, there's people that they might look up to, whether that's in finance or whether that's in sport or, or whether that's in education, there's people they look up to and role models they might have, and they borrow concepts from those role models and they apply them to their own life. And something that I think um, culturally, for whatever reason, that when we read the, the New Testament, we're always looking for information and we're always trying to say, oh, what does this teach me about God? As opposed to ask the question, well, what habits and lifestyles does Jesus model? And then how can I incorporate those habits and that lifestyle into my life? Um, and so I think someone who, who is following Jesus is just simply looking to look at the life of Jesus and say, how does Jesus respond to certain situations? What habits seem to be a part of Jesus's life and how can I begin to put, put those into practice and begin to live with some of those in my own life? Yeah, it just sounds so different from, oh, you know, I follow the t the values. Like that's a that's a buzzword when people say, yeah, like I believe in the values of the Christian kind of faith or the church. Um, also, like the the second follow up to that is like, well, you should, like you probably shouldn't kill someone. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the the values of of the church are not that they're, they're quite simple in the way of like, hmm. yeah, yeah, don't don't kill people, don't cheat on your wife or your husband. Um, don't steal, don't lie. You know, it's, it's actually just quite basic find out foundational things that kind of people tie that in with the church, which is, you know, I think where they come from culturally. Um, but that next level is like, wow, what does it look like to follow the habits of Jesus? I don't think many people could answer that. Um, and that's, and that's, 
because it's not just a, it's not a natural thing. Like following Jesus isn't actually that natural. You have to give, you know, it, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of intentionality to look at the life of Jesus, to, to, uh, to surround yourself with people who live like Jesus, to, to hear teachings about Jesus and then to really apply that, that like, that's a different thing um, than just kind of living out the values of the church. I think it's a lot more life giving though, ultimately. Uh, because I think if, if legalism is the main default in terms of, oh, well, Christianity is just a set of rules that I follow. Um, it becomes very stale. It becomes, uh, you miss grace in the midst of it because it becomes all about what I'm doing. Uh, and in the midst of doing that, I miss grace. Whereas it becomes about following Jesus. Well, first and foremost, it is what it's supposed to be, which is a relation relationship. Um, and when it becomes a relationship, there's a lot more opportunity for us to continue to have like an ongoing dialogue and an ongoing discussion. And I, I, I get less disheartened, right? I get less disheartened in a relationship with, um, with Emma when, you know, when I mess up, when it's just like, Hey, I don't know, trying to think of something like, uh, what's something that I really, um, a pain. Oh, I'm okay. So Emma, when, Here we go. when Emma, yeah, when Emma looks at a room, she just sees it differently to me. Right. Like I just don't see mess. And so, um, and, and so I have to really be disciplined about trying to see things the way, cause for me, I'm like, see a rug on the couch. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's on the couch. Whereas Emma might come home and be like, that rug is not where it's supposed to be. Like it's not folded neatly. It's all that. So I have to kind of really focus. Whereas for me, if I, you know, if, as I'm learning, you know, how Emma likes things and where, where they like, what is messed to her and what's not messed to her. I don't ever feel terrible or like I'm, I'm a lesser person when I, when I miss the mark on that. Instead, we have this ongoing, it's just this ongoing conversation of like, Hey, when I come home and I see this here, it's like, it's not really helpful for me. It's much better when it's, when it's in its place. And, and that probably seems like such a weird thing. People probably think we have the weirdest marriage now who are listening <laughs> to this, <clears throat> but I think that's a lot more reflective of what our relationship with Jesus should be like. It shouldn't be like, Oh, I messed up. Now there's all this shame. Now there's all this guilt it should be this ongoing dialogue to say, Hey, like, I know, I know you think, I know you do you're trying your best and you're really working hard, but here's some ways that you can more effectively follow yeah. me. And here's some ways you can change some of those habits and see some of the things you didn't see before. Mm. Uh, and I think that's what it should, should look like a little bit more. That's great. I don't think Emma's going to like the Sandboy chips crushed into the, uh, into the carpet under your desk there, Chris, I saw you before. Um, what, what flavor is that? I, I do vacuum. You do um, vacuum. I do. Yeah, I do. You should because so that was a lot barbecue. of crummage just spilled out all over the carpet. <clears throat> Thanks for throwing me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Well, hopefully, Emma listens, you know, or, or she'll never find out if she doesn't listen to this great episode of the Beyond the Message podcast, you know. Um, but I really like that. And I think that something I've learned in my journey is to have a curiosity towards faith and to the habits that you have in life. And you know, we, we do miss the mark daily. Um, we, if we were to live, you know, we went through a series um, recently where we kind of unpack what it would look like to have perfect faith. And as you see all these things, you're like, you obviously miss the mark on a lot of them, but Jesus doesn't call us to be perfect. He calls us to, to move forward into our relationship with him. And one thing that's helped me is to, yeah, not have that level of anger towards myself. And when I fail, but to be really curious about it, um, and to just ask questions like, oh, why did that happen? Or how, how come I reacted like that? 
And as you become curious about it and you start unpacking it and just asking good questions about, Oh, when, when I was doing this, Oh, I had a tendency to sin in this way or I had a tendency to be tempted here. Uh, you can just be really curious and start undoing some of the thoughts and some of the behaviors and patterns that really lead you to those places. So I think it's less about having yet yeah, like, you did the wrong thing or you did the right thing. It's like Jesus just wants to join you in the conversation and just say, Hey, how can we just be better together? How can I, how can you, how can you um, represent me and, 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 you know, be, be a better follower of me and how can I help you to do it? I think it's actually quite a beautiful relationship when you, when you really break it down. Yeah. For me, one um, analogy that's really helpful <clears throat> is that uh, so I love for people who, who follow the podcast. I know I love football and thought um, you were going to say Batman, but I, my second guess was football. I do love Batman, but I love Third football guess was a lot. Sandboy chips. <laughs> um, and, and I, I really enjoy coaching uh, football and it's always important to kind of have a game plan. And so if you imagine kind of Jesus's habits and lifestyle is kind of like the game plan. Um, one thing, one thing that, that I think is more helpful for players when they're being coached is not to when they you know aren't in the right position or don't have the right body shape or aren't fitting into the the system is not to get angry at them straight away but to ask them hey what caused you or why did you make the decision you made because it helps them it, you as the coach get to hear well here's the things i was looking at or here's what was going through my head and then you can have the conversation you go well um did you see this option oh no i didn't see that option oh did you did you actually know that when you were out there was really hard for the rest of our team to kind of move into their shape. Oh, I didn't realize that. And I think that's more so the way of life for Jesus too, is that when we have that relationship, Jesus is asking us questions and saying, Hey, was it really better for you to hold that grudge and not forgive? You kind of go, ah, no, it kind of made me bitter and angry. And Jesus is like, would it have been better if you forgave? (laughs) Yeah, it probably would have been. So why don't you do that? Like, and, and I think it's much more of this ongoing dialogue of Jesus helping us and molding us and shaping us to be more like him, much like a coach or, or the good best coaches that I've had in my life want to mold and shape you into the way that like, they want to play, like not mentoring. by drilling it into you. Yeah. But they want you to understand the game that you're playing. And Jesus wants us to understand life and understand ultimately the mm-hmm. author of life, who is him. And the more that we understand Jesus, the more that we're going to live life to the fullest. That's really good. I think even, um, going into this next question, it's really good. And I would say that this next question is actually the theme of this podcast and not this episode, but like just the theme of the beyond the message. Um, We, we track different uh, you know, different concepts and ideas and things of the Bible. But this, this question seems to get asked a lot and it's good because we need to continually revisit it. And every answer in every context is going to be different. But the question is this, how can I make a next step to go deeper in my journey of following Jesus? That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, I've probably asked it a couple of times, but it yeah, hits different. Yeah. Hey, like it, it's different every time. And we, from where we've gone and what we've talked about um, thinking about, you know, just conversation with Jesus or just dialogue and journeying. Like how do you, how do you take that next step to go, go deeper or just that just take that next step really. Yeah, for me, uh, and and you'd know this about me, Lockie. I really don't like that language deep, like you know, like because and the reason I don't like it is because I think 
for me, in my experience, a lot of Christians don't actually, if you ask them to define deep, they can't. So for me, I, I try to look at like, for me, it's less about going deeper in my relationship with Jesus and ask the question, well, what am I, why am I in this relationship? What are the things that I'm trying to get out of it and trying to understand? Right. And cause we don't really use that language in like life. Like I don't go and sit down with my best friend and go, Oh bro, I just want to go deeper with you, man. I just want to go so deep with you. My best mate would look at me and be like, what does that even mean? Dude? Like <laughs> what? Like, um, but if I feel like we haven't connected relationally for a while, well, what will I do? Well, I'll tee up time for us to, you know, we, we go play golf together. So I'll mm. be intentional about, um, going to golf or I'll be intentional about, um, we have this thing where we, sometimes we have drinks on a Friday night. So, Hey, we haven't had Friday night drinks for a while. We should, um, we should schedule that in. And so I think it's more about like, if we want to go deeper in our relationship with Jesus, it's more so asking, how can I be intentional about relationally connecting with Jesus? Because the more I'm with Jesus, the more I'm going to become like Jesus. And I think it's often those small, tiny things that over the long term have a big, big, big difference. So good. That's like, I think we just need to hear that and just kind of like put that on repeat because that's, um, you've got to keep coming back to that. Like it's, it makes sense. Mathematically, if I spend more time with someone, I'll become more like them. Like we, we know that to be true on a human level, but the more time we spend with Jesus, the more we're going to become like him. Like this faith thing, isn't this quick fix once a, once a week or for one week per year kind of thing. It's actually this, this daily, I would say hourly minutely kind of relationship with that we have with Jesus. And, and it makes sense that someone who's tracking with their relationship with Jesus, spending time with him uh, in, in whatever way they see fit at the time. um, That's going to, that's going to, it can't not work in the long run, right? Someone is going to be molded and, and formed into the image of Jesus and, and into his behaviors and characteristics and habits. It just makes sense, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I would say like for people out there who are maybe looking to engage for the very first time or looking at ways they can begin to engage, the first thing for me would just be simply like just spend a little bit of time with Jesus. Um, that That's the first step. If you want to go real deep, as Christians love to use that term, if you want to go deep, uh, I would just say get consistent with something small. Honestly, like get consistent with something small, whether that's um, praying in the morning or whether that's reading scripture for a little bit or whether that's listening to a podcast, get consistent with doing that, whether it's three days a week or four days a week, start small and build that consistency out. Because when I, when I look at the life of Jesus, one of the things that Jesus was really consistent at was like prayer. Um, and you can see Jesus's consistency, like, Jesus did it. And I say this, um, and I'll explain what I mean when I say this, Jesus did, did it when it didn't feel sexy. Like, you know, when you start a new habit or something like, Oh, this feels so good. And like, I'm so good at it. And like, I'm getting up early or and I'm putting on my Instagram story. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, if you get, let's just take that example, you're getting up early to pray, something happens and you have a late night. And then all of a sudden you're really tired the next day, or you wake up one day and it's raining and you don't have that motivation. You just want to stay in bed one of the things that we see this molded in Jesus's life is Jesus is out until the early hours of the morning sleeps for a couple of hours in, in Mark and then jumps up early and goes off. Like for, for Jesus, he did it when he didn't feel sexy. He just did it. 
mm. because that was a that was a level of consistency that he had. It was just something he did all the time. Um, and so I think, yeah, the, the best way that you can start following Jesus or being more deliberate is to just start small, but be consistent with where you start. Yeah. And maybe even reframing and, and going on a journey of your own to reframe that, that deeper kind of language to um, how can I get to know Jesus better or how can I continue my relationship with Jesus? That might actually just help you to, to, well, I'm going to say go deeper, but to become more intimate, to get to know him better and to follow him replicating his habits and his lifestyle. Yeah. Awesome. So our last question to wrap it up, it's actually a bit of a plug because you ended uh, beyond at home this week with a bit of a sneaky, well, if you want to find more, come back next week. So, well, you, I don't know if you said the next few weeks, I forget, but uh, what can we expect? Well, we, we're starting a new conversation um, or a new series called Habits of Jesus. So I think we're, we're going to look at a number of uh, what we'll call keystone habits of Jesus that Jesus had in his life. Uh, and we're going to look at uh, how we can begin to incorporate some of those habits into our own lifestyle. Um, next week, we're actually going to kind of shift the focus and it's kind of, we've been touching on it, tiptoeing around the idea of it in this conversation, but we're going to look at, you know, what did it actually look like in the first century to be a disciple um, or to be a Jesus follower? What did that actually look like? And, um, and we're going to give people some really practical ways that they can begin to do that. Hopefully by reframing a little bit of the, the thinking around what, it, what it meant originally to follow Jesus. Yeah, that's exciting because I think we've got a lot of these habits coming up, a big, big chunk of weeks. And um, the podcast here is where we get to go even deeper. So, sorry, I use the word. We get to go more intimate with our relationship with this topic uh, coming up on the podcast, which is just super, super exciting. Probably my favorite topic to talk about and to really get passionate about because it's so valuable. Um, we've said it before. Jesus will make you better at life and make your life better. And this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. So we're excited. Thanks for coming on this week. Are you, uh, are you on, you breaking in the new series next week as well? One and two. One I'm and two. Be, yeah. I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited for this series. It's good. Well, make sure uh, if you can start meeting with some people in your house to, to get around beyond a home, um, start sharing this podcast, go on a journey with some people and say, Hey, let's actually follow Jesus better. In fact, this week, if you wanted to get out um, and, and just meet with someone and one question you could ask them is, hey, what does it look like to follow Jesus? I promise you, you'll get lots of conversation out with it. Uh, maybe not someone who, who doesn't know Jesus, but if, you're, if you've got a mate and um, through this whole coronavirus kind of pandemic we've been going through, if you know that you've both disconnected with not just church, but your relationship with Jesus or things are feeling a bit rocky with you, ask a question with someone or, uh, you know, or a mentor or just appear and just say, Hey, what does it look like to follow Jesus? I promise you'll have a great conversation. Um, and I, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite questions to ask. So once again, thanks, Mr. Christopod, Christopher, is it Christopher? It is. Mr. Christopher but I, Podlick. But only my mum calls me that. Only mum. I'm not your mum, so I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you very much and we'll, uh, we'll see you this time next week. Looking forward to it. See you, mate.
Well, thanks for listening to the Beyond the Message podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it and we want to point you in the direction of our connect groups. So find us on social media or go to our website and we'd love to open a conversation about what it looks like to take the next step of faith for you. See you later.